welcome to another episode of the Photography Bar. We're really pleased to welcome you here. It's myself and Mark uh, here today. Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to have the sun out. Yeah. Um, feeling quite similar. I've got my shorts on today. <laughs> good stuff. And, uh, well, I've only got a Coke today, so because uh, uh, I do need to drive. Yeah. But, Mark, I want to talk to you about, uh, jump straight into it, as we always like to, about mm-hmm. um, COVID tests. Yes. And uh, I know everyone's going to go, on oh, COVID tests again. But the reason why I want to talk about it is that we had a customer of ours who asked us to do a PCR test. Yeah. And this PCR test was the only thing that was acceptable for them. The lateral flow test wasn't going to be um, sufficient enough for them. It might be worth um, describing what the difference is between the two. Okay, so the lateral flow tests are the ones that you do at home, the home kits. And the PCR tests are where you've got to go off somewhere and go and get it done so what's the difference in the actual test i know i know the p the and lateral flow ones is you basically shove something up your nose yeah because i've done that a couple of times yeah um is the other one is that the throat one yeah no the process is exactly the same so you do it both i think the lateral flow tests at home aren't supposed they're not as reliable apparently right okay Okay, was the the proper ones are let's call them proper ones but i don't know the difference i think that whatever lab i think they go to a lab yeah okay yeah Anyway, so a customer of ours said, you've got to have those and, and we'll pay for them, which is fine. So, um, and, and to, in fact, it wasn't me, it was Robert and Jordan that have it, had to have it done. And um, it cost £200, almost £200 per test. Wow. Okay, so they had to go and get those done, but the customer was paying for it. And um, it occurred to me that, 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 I mean, this was for a commercial shoot, um, but the following day we had a wedding to shoot. And I thought to myself that, should we be testing on the morning of a wedding because I know we've been advised by the government to rec- to all test twice a day yeah well twice a week twice a week sorry yeah. twice a week <laughs> twice twice a week yeah so I was so it occurred to me thinking actually should I be doing a test before going to the wedding and I'd like to know as photographers if you're going to if you are testing yourself uh, twice a week and if you and if you're not are you testing yourself before going out to shoot and imagine if, if it's a wedding say you test yourself on the morning of the wedding, and what if you get a positive test? Discuss. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, well, I say tricky one. I think yes, you should be taking tests. Um, I think. You I mean, I think the twice a week test thing. I don't think you need to take it necessarily just before a wedding, perhaps. But if you're taking them regularly twice a week, then and that's what the government suggests. Then I think that's probably getting you covered. But you're right. What do you do if you're if you're positive? I mean, I suppose if you're taking it twice a week rather than the day before the wedding, you've got a bit of time if you do become positive to then sort someone, um, which is probably the way to do it. I would suggest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a tricky one because on the flip side as well, you know, are the bride and groom taking a test before the wedding and? You know, are they going to cancel everything if, if one of them's positive? Well, saying that, the wedding that we actually did, we did take a test, four of us, because we were doing photography and video, we did all take tests and we were all negative. That was on the morning of the wedding. Bearing in mind, Robert and Jordan had a PCR test the day before. But um, I then mentioned to the groom, I sort of went in and said, yep, yeah, we've all tested negative, so we're going to be fine coming into the houses. And he said, yes, we've all, we've all tested as well. And all the guests have tested. So happy days, it was fine. But the thing is, is what happens if you test positive? Then can you go to that wedding? Would you go to that wedding? Well, no, this is what I'm saying. I think what you need to do, I wouldn't test the day before the wedding. I would have tested early on in the week. Because if you're obliged to have, and you should have two tests a week, 
then if you test, um, I don't know, like if you, if you have a few days notice and test, then you can probably source someone to replace you, to help you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, whereas if you're testing like the night before or even the morning of the wedding, um, then then yeah, it's probably not as good because then you're not, you know, to find someone the morning of the wedding would be really tricky. I just think there needs to be, obviously, give yourself a bit of planning time. Yeah, but how honest would you be? There is that as well. What do you mean, though? You know, I mean, how many photographers are going to test positive and think, well, I've got a choice, I've still got to go out to the wedding? Well, I mean, let's be let's put it in. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just be real here for a moment. Let's not let's not let's not pussyfoot around and say, well, no, I wouldn't be able to go because what? No, seriously, what would you? Because what would you it, do? Be, well, what this would is my you point. Do? Okay, I would if I've got a wedding on the Saturday, I'd make sure I've done my test by the Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, if I'm if I'm positive at that point, mm-hmm. that gives you a few days to sort out another photographer. Yeah, okay, to that replace makes sense, you. yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Rather no, I, than testing yeah. the night before, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you got zero chance. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean? I, yeah, I agree. And um, I think that is the best That is the best way to do it. And as we said, we should all be testing twice a week anyway. Yeah. Um, so I guess that, that does answer that question in a way. But, you know, it, it, it still comes down to the fact that, let's say on the day before you do start picking up, you, you feel unwell you you do have the symptoms and you and you do test positive um, and what if you don't have have anyone you know to cover for you you know well, these yeah. things happen it, 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 it's, it is it, it is tricky I mean I think we're in a lucky position where I think between us we probably know about 10 wedding photographers at least that's right yes um, yeah. so yeah. you know yeah. we, we are kind of covered a little bit there yeah um but yeah, it, it is tricky. If you're, if you're especially if you're just starting out, and, and maybe you don't have many networking, uh, you know, haven't done the networking with other photographers and, and things like that. Mm. It is, it is, it is difficult. Um, I mean, I guess that there has to be some sort of understanding with the bride and groom that you know, if this happens, yeah. or maybe, maybe photographers do need to think about logistical um, backups for this sort of thing. Maybe mm. it's now more important to because there was always an element of being ill on the wedding day. COVID's not changed that. So you could still mm. be throwing up the morning of a wedding. Um, it's just, and and you would probably then go off and do the wedding anyway and just hold, pull, hold yourself together. Mm. But you would still be infectious and you will pass that on to somebody else. It's just, it's mm. not COVID. So mm. um, COVID is obviously, uh, there is a bit more of a life-threatening situation with COVID. Mm. Although I suppose the more people are vaccinated, um, the less of a risk that becomes, but it's still a risk. Um, and you know, if you do have the flu, and I mean like the proper flu, on the day of a wedding before COVID happened, mm. that is still transferable to people who are now getting the flu jabs, because that's not. I think is the flu jab about fifty or sixty percent effectiveness. I don't, I don't know. It's I had something it for the first like time that. Last I'll, year. I'll see if I can Google it. Yeah, while I had it for the first speaking. time last year, and um, but but that that was different because you know you know can you imagine phoning up. A bride or a groom on the day before the wedding saying, Look, I can't come to the wedding because I've got flu, I've got a cold. And some people might say, Oh, well, you know, he or she's not coming to the wedding because they've got a cold. You know, I'd have to be on my deathbed before, you know, someone stopped me, or I'd have to have both legs broken to stop me going out to shoot a wedding. But COVID is different because, you know, if you do phone up a bride and groom and say, Look, I've tested positive and there's nothing I can do, I can't attend your wedding you know there's it's uncharted territory as 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 we're in that situation we're in, you know we're in this uncharted territory period 
you know, um, you know, we've been in this period now for the last year. So, you know, yeah, what, what the, is right or wrong? We don't know. Do the we? thing is, though, I think we're, we're, we're thinking about it a lot more than what we used to, because actually influenza is very dangerous to a certain is. part of the yeah. population. Yeah. And if they haven't had their jab or, um, you know, if they if, if you know, if they like I say, they're, they're not jabbed or, or whatever. Um, and I'm trying to find the uh, how effective is, is the flu jab, but I can't find it. But I, I swear I heard it was something yeah. like 57% or something yeah. like that. I could yeah. be completely wrong. Any medical people, just... Um, because, you know... Um, comment, please. You know, most photographers that are out there are independents work on their own. And That's it, the and, nature of the job, though, and, isn't it? And generally? it's just occurred to me, because one thing I do want to talk about, and I won't do it today, because I'd like to think it through a little bit more, is I want to talk about the importance of networking for photographers, um, and you know we, we you know a lot of photographers can just be very isolated, and they think of it and they and they become a bit standoffish, uh, you know because it's local competition. They're the only photographers that you know, so you don't you don't get involved with networking with other photographers. But there's a damn good reason for networking, and that's to make sure that you've got a good network of photographers that will help you out if you're in a situation. But there's something I like to talk about maybe uh, you know another week. But coming back to the COVID um, thing, you know, uh, the COVID issue and the, and the testing here, I think it's a it's a question now that has to be asked because photographers are going to get really busy with weddings. We've got a load coming up, um, you know, for the rest of this year. We've got other events coming up, and we need to have a system in place so the bride and groom know that we're we're responsible. That, that you know, as photographers, we've been responsible, and that we are testing twice a day, and we are twice a week, twice a week, <laughs> and we are scanning the cat, and we are scanning the uh, the, the QR code, um, and up, uploading on the official uh, website to you know to to have proof of that, yeah. um, because you know, God forbid, if you do go to a wedding and um, and you get a phone call from the bride or the groom a few days later, and they say somebody tested positive because a lot of people have gone down ill yeah. at least we could actually say that we did do a test and we've got proof of that test as well yeah I mean like you said the lateral flow tests aren't the best and, not, you, and you're not going to be doing no. a PCR test twice a week because no, that's exactly. 200 quid a week and that's, that's right. just not feasible yeah um, but you know even if you take the lateral flow test and it says you're negative I mean there is a small chance you could still be positive so yeah uh, I suppose it's just playing the odds isn't it and, and that's what that's what you're yeah. doing but the important thing here is that that you know if you are a photographer you've got a lot of weddings lined up and you haven't thought about what if you know you haven't thought about that situation then you need to think about it now and think mm. about it and be serious and think what am I going to do what, yeah. what if I have a situation you know and uh, and what cover have I got have I got something in place do you ever put um, photographers on retainers cam so like if you know you've got a wedding on the day do you ever like um, I don't know it was something that I was thinking about doing and, and I've not really I've done it once I think um, but basically um, yeah you, you, you ask a photographer to okay you're gonna be my backup on that day and we're gonna pay you 50 quid mm. right just to be on the backup of that day you might not shoot a wedding and therefore you just got 50 quid for nothing uh, but that does mean that they cannot book a wedding on that day um, because you've got them on some sort of retainer so if something does happen then then you're kind of covered I mean have you, have you ever thought about doing anything like that no I haven't actually and, and, and that's very valid there's a good point there as well um, but no I haven't and yeah no, no yeah. I haven't done that I mean we're generally a team we occasionally you know you, you book people and, and sometimes things are out of your hands 
where some a wedding may get cancelled or rescheduled, and particularly now that that's happening, and, and people just have, just appreciate have to appreciate that that situation could happen. Happen, but generally, I you know once dates come in, then I will make sure that I'm covered and and I've got staff but people mm. booked in for that date. So yeah. I don't actually other than the team here, we don't say right, you know that. Um, well, we don't work for anyone else. You know, we, mm. we, we do work for just for ourselves. Yeah. Um, I'm the Mark. We bring you in. You know, um, uh, as freelance. Yeah. So it's so so that's different. How about yourself? I mean, you know, have you do you we, know people that do that? No, well, you, I did it once. Right. Um, and um, yeah, obviously. I mean, there was two photographers anyway, and then we had a third person on retainer, and mm. I think it was like twenty quid. They weren't doing anything anyway, but. Um, yeah. So I have done that once. I mean, uh, to be honest, yeah, it's not something I've done since. Yeah. Because I've just felt, you know, most of the time, it's like, I'm sure most of us are like this, you know, before the COVID thing, if you were ill, you would just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, however, with COVID, it's kind of, I don't know, like I was saying earlier, I don't think necessarily, it is, it is more dangerous than influenza. Um, but to the right, well, the right or stroke wrong person, it, it is just as dangerous um you know you just got to in fact that wrong, that wrong person haven't you um but i think what it has done it's with the cope with covid and everything like that it's it's put it more into the forefront of our minds as to actually we're infectious so it's not about powering through it you know that kind of macho nonsense that that's a lot of thing, people yeah, say it's not about that it's also about well hang on a minute if you're working on this day you're actually infecting other people mm. and should you be doing that anyway and I think people now are thinking about that kind of thing a bit more than maybe what they were yeah, previously. I think so. That's right. Yeah, but you know, something to think about for all all photographers out there and all videographers out there, you know, about putting a, a you know some sort of system in place where you um, you know have got yourself covered, um, you know, and you've got proof that you've been doing testing and that yeah. you're negative. Um, still sticking with the COVID theme, I guess a little bit. I've seen, you know, Portugal has just been sort of put back, taken off the green list, and oh, people yeah. are desperate to get back from holiday and uh, and and that type of thing. But um, I know you you've you've been away recently, haven't you, Mark? Um, it was over the last weekend, so um, and we were quite quite lucky. So basically, uh, we went. Me and my wife went to the Tower of London. Um, I've never been. I mean, I I'm from Reading, really. So you know. It's about twenty-five minutes away right, yeah. from from Reading. Sometimes the closer things are to you, yeah. the less likely you've been to them. And I've been to London loads of times, but yeah. just never been to the Tower. And I'm not too sure if you've watched or any of our listeners have watched. There was a series on Channel Five called Inside the Tower, which was taking behind the I scenes look of, yeah. of the Tower of London. And, and yeah. we we watched it all. And and so I just thought for Christmas, um, I, I I bought my wife like you know tickets, and we went and she actually loved it. So. Um, one of the things, the reason I'm bringing this up, because one of the things that we particularly wanted to see were the ravens. Right, yeah. And I know they do get let out. Um, and I thought, well, I would like to get, there was a particular raven who seems a bit sassy, and we just found it really funny, and it's a long, one going through the show. I thought it would be great if we could get a picture of this particular raven. So I took my camera kit with me, and um, as it happened, that they, they were all... Um, in in their in their enclosures when when we saw them, but nevertheless, to get a really cool shot of these ravens, I I put on my harness, <laughs> strapped on my camera, and put on the seventy to two um, yeah the seventy to two hundred mil lens, and I was taking these pictures amongst other people, 
who have basically just had the mobile phones. I mean, there was a couple of uh, Sony's at the A6400s. There's a couple of those kicking about. Um, but I, I suddenly looked. I felt, I felt like an absolute jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? With check me out with all my pro kit, and it just, it just, I just felt maybe it looks a bit overkill, and I just felt like a bit of a plonker. And I'm just wondering, Cam, is that something you've, you've gone on holiday and you thought, actually, no, I want to take my work cam because I want to get this X location or, or whatever. And then you go there and you put on... Because I don't have camera straps. I just have the, the hand grip. So therefore, I have to put it on the harness. But I just feel like a bit of a plonker. Um, no is the answer to that. <laughs> you want to I've always... Um, I've, always um, I've never wanted to take my work cameras on holiday. It's the last thing I want to do. In yeah. fact, I've been guilty over the years of not really taking any pics while we're on holiday. And I felt... I, I wish I had have done. And I'm talking in pics on my phone. Yeah. But I did go out and buy a Nikon J1 going back years ago. It's one of the small cameras. And it turned out to be useless, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and I had a little point and shoot. And I was glad I was taking those photos. But no, I, I, I never want to do it. And I do see photographers, you know, if I go on holiday with these huge lenses and whatever. And, and I'm more often than not, I think, they're probably amateurs, keen amateurs that have got all the gear. Yeah. And it's an excuse to get that gear out. And part of their what holiday... They bought it. For. Yeah, and part yeah. of their holiday is sort of saying, Look, it's a chance for me to get my camera out and I want to go yeah. out and take some pictures and, and because I love doing it. So I get that when I see it, but I, I never think that a photographer is a professional, a working... Pro if I see a photographer on holiday who's got all this gear with him, who's clearly on holiday himself or herself, and has got all this gear... I, I never think that the I would never think that they're a professional. I think that they are hobby, keen amateur, something like it's that. Not, it's not so much about thinking, <laughs> oh, he's a professional. It's like, oh, look at look at Johnny Two cameras over <laughs> yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I did. I mean, I, I actually <laughs> when I was packing the the bags to go. I decided against taking my second camera, which would have been so much easier for me to walk around with two lenses on rather than to swap them. But I was like, I'm not taking the second camera. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm taking the second camera. That is, that is over the top. I mean, really, really. <laughs> and I can just imagine you there as well. Yeah. I mean, that must have been funny. But I, I, I've never actually thought, you know, look at that photographer. Doesn't that photographer look like a right? twat or whatever right? <laughs> whatever word we want to use right yeah. you know, I've never thought that I've, you know if anything I always thought it's probably just an opportunity to get the camera out and they're probably getting to, you know and, and they're really enjoying themselves so I've never thought about it in a detrimental way but yeah no it's it's not for me I would I, I would never take my camera on holiday with me at all it's certainly not my, no, certainly not a backup not a well. backup no <laughs> no well I do as I say I do I do because I mean I'm, I'm a collect. I see myself as a bit of a collector of images as well. I mean I'm always mm. taking photos, um, especially when I'm away because there's certain things that I just want to capture and and it's not work. You know I'm not sh I'm not shooting a wedding, <laughs> and, and it's very rare I do any portraiture. It just tends to be landscape stuff. Um, the only little bit of work and I did find myself doing this when I was at the tower. I was like, oh, I could get some stock photos here for some backgrounds and some of my cosplay stuff. So if I have like a, a knight coming in or something, I thought, oh yeah, I'll get some castle walls in or something. So that, <laughs> I did do a bit of that, which is kind of work related. But. I've, I've, I've definitely, been, I've been on holiday a few times over the years and seen a wedding. Yeah. You know, seen weddings and I've, and I've stood there and watched and watched the photographer a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But certainly one thing that I would say is that I do regularly, when, and that's whether I'm on holiday or not, I'm out and about. And I think, wow, this makes some really good pictures here. I could get some lovely pictures. Yeah. Whether the, whether it's commercial stuff or whether it's weddings, I think, yeah, this 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 would be really nice to do some pictures, get mm. some great stuff here. I regularly think that, but I think that's just me as a photographer. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and having an eye. And having an eye. And having an eye, yeah. you know, having the eye for a good photo, shall we say. 
and so from that point of view I you know I'm constantly thinking about it but yeah. it just comes without thinking about it just natural but no not not the gear not no, the gear not the gear um, you know so uh, no and talking about holidays and well we sort of yeah, actually everything's sort of going in quite nicely here we, we wanted to talk a little bit about tips didn't we for photographers because it's something you mentioned to me Mark but I don't know what angle that you wanted to come in from but you wanted to talk about us giving some tips to photographers because we get messages every now and again for from our listeners just saying could you give me some advice on this or you know what what, what are your thoughts on this mm. and I think you said to me should we just do like a, a tops tips uh, a top tips <laughs> um, section um, and I said yeah but I don't know what angle that you wanted to come in from was it aimed at um, amateurs was it aimed at pros well, or was it a bit well, of a mix I think, I think it's anything real. I mean I think I, I, I don't know top tips it's so difficult because there's so many different things um, you, you can do so um, it's for anyone starting out I guess um, I think that's probably a good place to start um, because I think once you know the it's the thing with photography the basics never change do you know what I mean I mean you can have whatever gear or whatever kit or everything but the basics of it have remained the same since since the inception of yes. photography really yeah. Um, it's just uh, started things so you know one of the things um, I remember when I was going through uni and stuff I thought well if you shoot at f64 or f32 everything's going to be pin sharp it's going to be amazing no that's not the case if you um, <laughs> you, you might get a large depth of field but it doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to be pin sharp sure yeah and there's a massive difference yeah and then I then learnt you know sort of the later years of uni or, or even after uni I think it was no actually you know, don't shoot everything at f16. You want really f8 or f11 because actually you're mm. going to get a better quality of focus. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, and, and it's just that, these little mis, mis, mistruths that yeah. are around the industry. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's let's try and maybe I don't know. Should we do it from the point of view? So why don't we try and give maybe ten general photography tips? Yeah. Okay. Each or that, something. That we can and I've do not that. thought about this in, in any way. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give one tip, and some of you are gonna oh, some people go, oh yeah, but uh, so so obvious. But things are only obvious um, until somebody actually tells you. And one of my top tips is is that before you go out on a shoot, make sure that you've got a memory card and, the, and that you've got plenty of space oh, on Cam, it. Oh, that's so obvious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and a full battery as well. Yeah, right, or a battery. You know, because I hear it all the time. You know, and and and, for, and and again, I tell you here all the time because it's from our you know our general work and some of the teaching we think we do. When people say, "Oh yeah, I went out with my camera, but my battery went down. Mm. I went out and I didn't have a card with me," and um, and, I, and and it's something I hear all the time. So I, that's my that's my top yeah. tip. And it's a good one, one actually. I know it sounds obvious, like you said, but it's a good one because actually, um, you know, when we went down to London, I left my cards um, out of my camera bag. I never do it. Yeah, and um, it was only a, a chance discussion with my wife on the way down. Uh, so, oh yeah, I saw this thing on your desk. I said, oh no, that's my cards. I haven't got my cards. So I then went. There was a camera shop just as we were having a discussion, and I bought a couple of SD cards. So that, that's fine. So it can happen. It really can. The beauty about things like SD cards are everywhere. If you're just compact flash, you are going to struggle to find a compact flash card unless you've got a. Uh, a proper camera shop around you know yeah. you can buy SD cards in Argos you know what I mean yeah. um, but you cannot do that with, with compact flash because they always have to order them in so actually it's it's it is actually quite a, it is. It's, it's a really yeah. good one I mean another one that I will say and again it's another obvious one but yeah. sh always shoot in raw 
always shoot in raw personally. No, I, no, you see, that's interesting because I don't. No, I don't always shoot in raw. I always shoot in raw. I, I do not understand why you wouldn't, Cam, so please explain. Well, um, because there's so many reasons. I mean, first of all, uh, I mean, it's, this is not the main reason, but file size is just so big with raw files as well. So I think if I don't need to shoot something on raw, don't shoot it on raw because it's just, but if you're an amateur, if you're an amateur, do you not think they should they should shoot? I think you should. Okay, so so you shoot on raw, okay, to give yourself every possibility of getting the best quality and retaining all of the details. It's the information, isn't it? But you've got to know what to do with a raw file. Yes, of course. Okay, so if you're an amateur and you've got no idea how to use Photoshop or Lightroom and you don't know what to do with the raw file, then 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 I wouldn't shoot raw in that situation because you're just shooting huge files for the sake of shooting files raw files and also because you don't know what to do with them they're taking up so much space on your drive so much for a tip to come up to an argument now is it right and then also a lot of people shoot raw and they can't open the images because they don't have the right software to open the images but i but you see like mark we do uh, like a lot of graduation photography and we've got uh, uh, you know um, a huge amount coming up and I've got a number of photographers that you know we're going to be working with them. None of those photographers will shoot in RAW. No, I get okay. that, and I've done some event stuff as well, yeah. and we always shoot JPEGs for yeah. that. But that's because one we're in a studio setting and all the lights are sorted, so mm. the detail will be there anyway. That's mm. not a problem. Um, secondly, we we're this can sound really up my own bum, but we're we're professionals and we know what we're doing. So you know we that's know just, yeah, that's, that's it, going to be yeah. the case. However, if you are starting out and you want to go and take some landscapes on holiday, for example, mm. how about that for a good time for all yeah. the things we've been speaking about? Yeah. Shoot raw, do shoot raw, and maybe in your downtime when you're by the pool instead of reading a book, mm. why don't you read an article about what what raw's about and and, and how I, you, and I, how you I, use I, it? Okay, so let me just change that tip a little bit. Is I think I would change your tip from always shoot raw to, so, to say know when to shoot raw. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, because there are a lot of jobs that we do that we just flick to raw straight away without even thinking about it. Just because we know that we're going to need to, we might possibly need to do that. Sometimes we know we just don't need to, so so we're not so so we don't do it. And also, if you don't shoot raw, it speeds your workflow up. And if you're shooting a lot of images and you don't need to be shooting raw then don't shoot raw because you can import them quickly, work on them quickly, you can export them quickly, uh, and it takes up a hell of a lot of um, file space as well. In actual fact, coming on to that is I want to just another, that leads well onto my next top tip actually. Top tip. Okay, is about file sizes. Don't just, um, ju- don't just store the highest file sizes that you possibly can with your images. Think about what you've got your images for, why you need them, if you've shot a job, if you've shot, say, if say if we shoot a commercial job, we'll always keep the original master files. Yeah. We'll keep the high, well, high res edited versions and low res edited versions because we might need to come back to them at some point. Yeah. But we also do a lot of jobs where we know we're never going to need those images mm. again, so we'll just downsize them and keep them as low file sizes and then get rid of the masters eventually, maybe a few months later. Mm. So it's it's so a top tip is is to. Um, Know what you're doing with your file sizes because you will make because your computer will clog up your laptop or with a PC or with using Mac, it's just going to clog up unnecessarily. And yes, you say, Well, I've got it on portable drives, but you're going to have all these portable drives mm. and have images that are taking up so much space that you never need that you're never going to need them. I might just modify that because, mm. um, actually, I think one of the things, especially if you're shooting a wedding, is don't be afraid to delete the rubbish, you're never going to need them. 
So right. if you're going through a wedding and you've got, like, I don't know, a thousand rules or something like that to go through, yeah. and 400 are rubbish, you know, just get rid. You're not yeah, going to need them. Not going to yeah. need them. And that's going to save you space. I mean, yeah. I, I do save all my rules. I've got all my rules from ever since I, you know, mm. became a professional. So, yeah. because I, like I said earlier, I think, again, ties in nicely. I am a collector of images mm. and I do like having that, that's, especially with stock photography for my um, cosplay stuff, not to sell on stock libraries. Yeah. Um, so you, you never know. You might you might want a poster of it, or, mm. or uh, and especially again when I do my cosplay, I put so much work into the Photoshop stuff. I'm going to save that as a high res because yeah. there's no point in going through all of that. Yeah. Just to go, oh, I'm going to downsize it now and then want to print it out big a couple of years time because someone wants to see it on a the wall. Then, yeah. Yeah. That's that's no good. <laughs> um, but yeah. Cut, don't forget to cull your images. You know, if yeah. if you're not, if you know you're not going to use them, if someone's blinked or whatever, or the exposure is wrong, and it's not, just get rid, man. Just yeah. get rid. No, it's a good point. Right, next top tip: keep fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, as photographers, you know the jobs that we do, you know, do involve whether you know a bit of running around, you know, uh, jumping up on walls, bending down, laying down, and all of those things, and keeping up with the pace. Of, uh, of a job where it's an event you could be doing an event you could be doing a wedding you could be doing an award ceremony you could be doing three days of studio products you know where it breaks your back that type of thing you know um, and you need to be fit and have the energy to be able to do the job to be able to do the job properly as well so again when I say that I don't mean to say it as you know sort of a bit of, not, I'm not joking when I say it it's keep fit try and keep up um, you know, keep good flexibility as you get older. Because it does, it only gets worse when you get older. Yeah, definitely. And um, and yeah, I think it. You know, you you don't you don't want to turn up at a job when you just can't physically keep up. And jobs are mm. not just physically draining, but they're mentally draining yeah, as well. You know, when you have the pressure yeah. of a client. It's intense. Yeah, we go out and shoot, particularly commercial shoots, and a lot of clients. <laughs> what they do is they. Um, uh, they think, right, we've got a photographer here, the photographer's here for eight hours. They make maximum use of the eight hours where they don't even let you stop and have a lunch break sometimes. Mm. They don't even offer you a tea or a coffee, you know, because they think, right, well, we've got you here, we've got this long list of pictures to do, do this, do that, do this, do that. Because they want to, they want to use you for every single minute. And, I do, I, I do, like, I do demand lunch. Yeah, and I hate jobs, minutes. I hate doing jobs like that because it's unfair on us. Mm. But you know, we just do it sometimes, you just get through it. But you've got to have the, the fitness to be it got to have um, you've got to be a certain level of, of health and fitness yeah I know I, I agree but I, I would say though having lunch is important oh uh, I, I can't do without lunch it is so if yeah. I do if I am in a situation like that so well no I'm sorry I do have to have 15 minutes of lunch if you want I can have 15 minutes on the end of the day if it really bothers you but yeah. I have you cannot go through eight hours without having anything to eat or anything to drink yeah. because actually that's just as unhealthy as not keeping fit to be honest exactly the um, but yeah like I mean I made a, a little joke about getting old I'm not that old but you know when I look back in my mid-twenties and what I was able to do mm. you know I can still do those things but it just <laughs> you feel it a lot more <laughs> when you get older yeah. so yeah. Um, and I wish you know I suppose for my generation uh, it was just coming in I mean going to the gym wasn't that it wasn't really that much of a thing. It, people, some people did it, but you know, now I, I see more people going to the gym. It's it's more of a part. Personal trainers, yeah, There's nothing absolutely. wrong now with having a personal trainer. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. you know, you, and you will be competing against. I, I wish I'd been in that mindset when I was 
younger yeah, but, to yeah. regularly but they, direct songs. But... I wish I wish I'd known. Yeah. You know. But I think the young people do know. know. I, but I think yeah. they do know now the importance yeah. of going to the gym and stuff. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Which yeah. So next tip, have you got something? Um. Well, yeah. Just a um. Well. Uh, 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 Oh, co- composition one. Okay, um, yeah. So keep an eye on your edges. Yeah. When you're taking pictures, you know, if uh, you need to keep an eye and see if anyone's actually encroaching into your into your picture, you know, like a hand or a sleeve or a hat or, you know, especially weddings, you know, you've got a lot of people with wearing rather fancy hats and they've got flowers on the top and you might have a leaf sort of encroaching into your picture or something like that. I mean, it's a bit of a simple one, um, but, you know, if... It's very, very easy if you're focusing on a subject, trying to get that shot, and you you you, you, you mm. don't but see something encroaching on your. It picture. is a simple one, but it's really important because mm. you know, uh, and we said this many times, is that put your cameras into aperture priority, program shutter priority, you know, and the camera will do everything for you. Yeah. Okay. But what it won't do is it won't tell you where to take your picture from. Yes. And at the moment, and it won't tell you at what moment you press the button. Yeah. Okay, but the main thing is, is that it, you know, is you've got to get the right angle, and that's down to you. You've got to get whatever it is. You've got to get you. You're the one that has to get the composition right, and you've got no help. That purely comes down to you as a photographer. So yeah, that's so. So that's really important. There. Yeah. I've got another one here. Okay. I'm, I'm going through my own experiences here, like yeah, yeah. I said about keeping fit and cards and batteries being charged and everything. And the next one is camera sensor cleaning. We all take oh, it for granted. Yes. I've got a real issue with my cameras because we did a shoot last week. And there are dust marks oh. all over the bloody shop, it's shall we cheap. say. It's not okay. cheap, sensor cleaning. Yeah. So uh, I rang, uh, um, uh, let's put it out there, I rang Wex, yeah. okay, and, uh, and and it's over 50 quid per camera. Yeah, so I, I think it's 57, I might be wrong. Oh, wow. I think they quote me about 57 quid. So, so I did London Camera Exchange and it was about 50 quid. Okay, well, so I found somebody more local here and it's about 30 quid. Yeah. Okay, which I thought was good. But I've got four cameras that I need Who to get. Who was the local home. person? I think okay. he needs a shout out. Uh, it was, uh, it'd be Luton Cameras, I think. I don't know the yeah. name. We're about oh. 45 minutes, well, 40 minutes away from Luton. Yeah. And I think they're the nearest one I could find online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've, I'm going to have to drop those in because um, we, we've not got any shoots. Uh, I think our next shoot this week now is... is uh, is tomorrow, Friday? Oh God, yeah. I thought I was getting confused with the days. Then okay, um, we've got to shoot tomorrow, so I'm not going to get it, be able to get it done for that. But I know I'll be fine with that shoot for what we're doing. But be- before the next shoot, I need to get three of those cameras in uh, and get them turned around. And don't try and quickly. clean them yourself. No, because I've tried that and it just makes it worse. You get the old blower brush. Say, so yeah, I can, I, yeah. Can, I can do that and whatever. But well, it does. It blows more dust in. Well, <laughs> I, when I spoke to them, I was saying. I did say to them, look, what's the difference? Could I do it myself? And they were saying, well, you can do, but you know, there's risk of scratching, yeah. all, so, all sorts of problems. They, they say, that's why you, you do get it done professionally. Yeah. It's worth doing. And hey, we are working professionals, but you know, uh, we work and work and work with our cameras. We're taking lenses off, and I try not to, but when you've got to change lenses, you've got to change lenses. Yeah. But we work and work and work, and we don't think about camera sensor cleaning. Mm. Mm, mm. Um, and whereas I know a lot of people, probably not professionals, but keen amateurs, probably clean their cameras all the time, mm. you know, and um, getting their little kits. But as professionals, we don't have the time to do it. So that was my other. That was my. That was my fourth um, tip. Let's do cool. one more. Should we go one more? One each? more. One yeah. more each. We can do that. Okay. Go on, you go for. You go for. All right. Again, it might be another simple one. We kind of touched on this earlier, but um, invest in a good photography editing system so whether it's capture one or lightroom or you know whatever else is out there but um yeah 
I, I that that would be something you definitely need to, to go into. Yeah, for fast editing, we've uh, you know for multiple images, you know we've always used Lightroom. But Robert, I know, has recently he discovered Capture, Capture One. One. Yeah, I used to use Capture One. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've not used it, and I want to take that free trial. And I want to try it because he says it is so much quicker than Lightroom. Mm. And um, I don't, it's not our computers, but even Premiere, it crashes and After Effects and. Um, you know, I, th- I don't know whether it's an issue with Adobe uh, software, but we've always used it. And but I do want to try um, Capture One software. Yeah. Now my next one again, it's a personal experience here because I purchased something yesterday. Oh, at, for for a change, right? At Costco, yeah. At Costco. At Costco, yeah. All right. Now it was a trolley. A okay, trolley. I purchased a trolley, yeah. Because you know. Because you're not keeping fit enough, is that? Yeah, well, yeah, it could be that. <laughs> but the shoots that we've had on recently. I say recently, it's always been the case. You know, we've got to pick up the gear, we've got to get it out of the car. Yeah. And if even if there's like three of us on a shoot, but one, two, three, and, and you've got to shift it and you, yeah. you take it up the stairs yeah. and whatever and all of that. Pain and, in the bum. And, and a lot of time we ask to borrow a trolley. There's a trolley on site, we go somewhere, mm. and oh God, it's great. And I saw one at Costco yesterday, it cost me about 80 quid. Right. And it's, it, it's brilliant, it really is, folds up. The yeah. good thing about it is it folds what up. What sort of trolley is it? Is um, it you know, it's like a two-wheeler or is no, it? No, it's a four-wheeler, oh, it's a four-wheeler. and the front wheels ah. sort of rotate as well. Ah, it's a okay. solid trolley. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing about it is that when you open it up and when you, when you put it back down, you just pull it out and push it back in. Yeah. There's no clips or things you have to unclip yeah, and all yeah. of that. Honestly, it's one of the best things that I've bought. I've not used it on a shoot, but we've, I know that we've got a shoot that's coming up next week and the week after. It's part of the same shoot where we're going to have to be carrying gear around to different sites. Mm. And we're going to bung this all in the trolley and we're going to wheel this trolley around. And even if we don't get everything in there, we can get most of the stuff, at least the heavy stuff. And I know a lot of camera bags and camera cases or lights come with wheels, which I think is really good I they think, do for lights you yeah. know if any of you are going out there to buy any camera equipment like lights and that type of thing and you get the case it's worth spending the extra amount of money yep. on the case that's got a pull handle and uh, some wheels as well yeah. um, I've got one of those sack barrows and you, you, I keep that in the car occasionally and that's quite handy yeah. but this trolley that I've got now means that you know it's going to be so much easier so that's my other bit of advice is, and it, I guess it's more aimed at professionals really, but it just makes uh, makes life a lot easier for me. So, things you don't think about. So my it? top tips are, are, are real sort of personal, you know, tips yeah. there. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure professionals out there will probably agree with all of those as well, hmm. um, working on those. But And we'll keep on coming up with some top tips as well. There are our own personal experiences and some of you out there might have your own um, you know, uh, uh, obvious things that aren't obvious to other people, but just make your life so much easier. That guarantee that you're going to get better photos. You know, I mean, having a trolley and putting all your gear in means that you can get all your gear to where you want to be shooting. You're going to get it done in less, you know, in less than half the time where you'd be, you know, carrying the gear when you've got to go back to your car or to your van four or five times. Yeah. And that means you're going to be fresher for the shoot. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're going to feel better for it. And, and so it takes less time as well, so you don't have to get there as early and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's more efficient. Yeah. So, you know, I, th- I think it's all about making your life easier as well, which is going to make your photography that much easier as well. True. But True. Um, interesting stuff. Yes. But should we leave it at that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we've we've probably rambled on. We have. I rambled even, on I didn't enough. even take a sip out of my coke for all of that. No, I must so. admit, I need to get a drink because my <laughs> mouth is a little bit dry. So um, we'll oh, sort right. that out. Good stuff. Guys, we will see you uh, next week. 
uh, enjoy your week. Happy shooting, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. And, and don't forget to uh, give us the, uh, the five-star reviews. You know how we like five-star reviews. Um, and don't forget, yes, subscribe, like, all that kind of stuff. We've got a Facebook account. We've also got an Instagram account, if anyone's interested in that. We try and put stuff on there when I remember. Um, but yeah, we, we put stuff on there. And if anyone wants to contact us, email is probably the best way because we do because we're rubbish at Facebook and stuff. So um, we do get there eventually, as uh, some of you listeners know. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, like, subscribe. We're on Apple. We're on um, Spotify and um, the other one, Amazon. There we go. Um, and yeah, um, hopefully we'll be able to see you. Oh at least talk to you at the next episode. Cheers. Bye.